If I gave a fuck what y'all think, y'all think I would be doing this? Welcome to the FMFU podcast. The podcast is from me for us. Vulgar but true, real and never fake. I'm your host Ayo Reese and I've got a lot of shit on my mind today so let's get into it. It would be a lot fucking easier if I didn't have to hold the mic. Happy Friday people. Welcome to an all new exciting episode of the From Me For Us podcast. I hope everybody is enjoying their week as we conclude the long boring month of March but Regardless of how you feel, I'm back at you today with that action. Last week leading up to and including the weekend had me exhausted as fuck, mostly because I didn't get any type of break at all on the weekend. From Friday to Sunday, it was only me and the kid. I felt like a single mother and all I needed was me and my queen. Yo, when I tell you my kid talks too much, this kid talks way too much. Questioning everything. Why we gotta do this? Can I get a snack? Anything else a little broke best friend would ask you. Also, I have to say, whoever invented those LOL surprise toys can eat a big fat dick and die. If you're a parent or have nieces and nephews, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. But for those who don't, these LOL surprise toys are these little ass figurines that do a variety of things like change color in the water depending on the temperature. They come with small accessories like shoes and dresses. But last and certainly not least, and what I hate the fucking most, is that they always come with something messy as fuck. One of them, if you open it, small pieces of confetti pops all over the fucking place. Or the other one, the quote unquote fuzzy pets as they call it, have the sand that comes with it. And it's basically like gritty putty, and it's just a big old fucking mess that just gets fucking everywhere. I just hate it. So fuck you, YouTube, for this exposure, because um, not only are these things messy as fuck, the shits are fucking expensive. So um, there's that. But <laughs> all jokes and LOL aside, overall, it was a good weekend. You know, I was able to spend some quality alone time with my child, which is something that doesn't happen that often with the busyness of life and everything it goes. And, you know, it's nice to play Mr. Mom and show yourself that, you know, you can accomplish everything all on your own if it had to be the case. Um, but, you know, doing it all by yourself, it gives you a little bit of alone time. I mean, at least when they go to bed and. You would think, oh, I got this alone time. I can play the game. I ain't got nobody bothering me. I can do whatever. But my fucking nightly ritual consisted of me being downstairs in the red Snuggie watching TV and totally zoned out smoking on the damn hookah. I was hitting that shit the same way those single mothers be puffing on them cigarettes after a long, stressful day. But having that time to yourself, it makes you also realize, you know, your house is very fucking quiet when there's no one else in it. I guess that makes sense if, I mean, that should be known without really being said. But you don't really think about it when there's really nobody here. And it always is so much going on and it sometimes can seem like chaos. But despite all of that chaos, 
when there's nobody here, it's quite fucking boring. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's just too fucking quiet in here. Like, nobody's in here making no noise or nothing. I'm not hearing my name called all fucking day, even though that shit's annoying. But it's just like, it's just fucking strange. But, you know, it just was boring. I didn't feel like getting on a game. I didn't feel like doing shit. Maybe I was just fucking worn out from running after her all day. But, you know, so I'm sitting downstairs. I'm in my red Snuggie, hitting my hookah, watching TV. And like I said, the boredness came. So when you get bored, what's the first thing you do? Well, we get on fucking social media. So I get on social media and I'm just ranting and raving about whatever. While I'm on there ranting and raving and talking my shit, I notice some things. Well, for starters, some of y'all women are insecure as fuck. I might have said this before. But I've never seen so many women in relationships who constantly post things like, don't trust these niggas. These niggas ain't shit. I hate men, etc. It's like, bruh, I know social media isn't necessarily exactly what's going on in your real life. But if you're saying niggas ain't shit, why are you even in a relationship to begin with? Now, don't get it twisted. I know there's certain circumstances that occur, which may, you know, break your trust. And, you know, if something comes up where the nigga or fellas the lady pisses you off you might vent to social media but if you're trying to work through whatever situation with your partner it doesn't seem that you know it doesn't seem that you're very confident in your relationship based on what you post shit the perception of how some of y'all come off is that you don't trust your nigga to even go to the store by himself baby go give me some bread google Maps says it take you five minutes to walk there so you have 11 minutes and 30 seconds to buy the bread and make it home one two three go like what I think some people's insecure thoughts are too easily influenced based on the actions of others. Fellas, you ever had a woman who doesn't like you to hang out with certain friends because they feel that those friends are a bad influence based on how they talk about women? Like, hello, ladies, you have to realize we are men. And one thing men do all day, every day is talk about at least these three things, sports, music and women. Now, whether, you know, not necessarily about doing no other shit, but, you know, it'd probably be like celebrity chicks or old shit from back in the day. Yo, you see Shorty from back in the day had a baby or, yo, you seen Shorty from back in the day married that bum ass nigga Chuck. Like, you know, we do shit like that. But regardless of what we talk about, we as men make our own decisions no matter who we're around or what is being discussed. No bad influence friend puts a gun to our head and forces us to do anything. So regardless of what you think a friend may be doing, that doesn't mean that we are doing it as well. Super insecure shit. And let's be honest, we know insecurity usually is combined with jealousy. Maybe the chick who is insecure is jealous her man is spending time with his friends and not her. Who knows? What I do know is that men, besides the bitch niggas, men don't operate that way. Women might not admit it, but they know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Ladies, you ever catch yourself at one point in life saying, I don't fuck with females or I don't like hanging around a bunch of females? Well, why do you usually think that's the case? Well, for the most part, it's because we all know women can be catty, petty, etc. But if you deep dive, the root cause is insecurity and jealousy. A friend might be insecure about what's going on in her life and gets jealous of the positive vibes that you have going on in yours. Let's take an example. So let's talk to the ladies again. Think about an old friend you had. 
you can probably say that that ex-friend is an ex-friend because deep down she was insecure about her shitty situation so she was jealous of the positive vibes you had going on and probably threw shade at you because if she can't be truly happy she wants you to be miserable just like her crab in a bucket mentality right these are the situations that break friendships to be real i have a friend who just purchased a house with her guy first time home buyers and were able to purchase a very nice home she ended up having a fallout with one of her friends that it was probably a long time coming because of certain choices the friend made but the straw that broke the camel's back was when the friend decided to talk trash to another friend about things of the house such as whose name it's in and whatever the fuck else she was saying that shit shouldn't matter as a real friend whatever positive situation that is going on in their household it shouldn't matter and accomplishments like that it should be a time of happiness for your friend you shouldn't be worried about the details of things you shouldn't be throwing shade and mad because you know you happen to be a baby mother of a nigga who's in and out of jail sound like a situation to be insecure if you ask me I mean, which situation sounds more ideal? Being a young couple purchasing a house and starting to build your future or dealing with a dude who's in and out of jail all the time and still fucking with other bitches? I'll take door number one, Nelix. So bottom line, keep the insecurity off of social media and also keep it out of your life. But we know for most women, it's almost impossible. And men, make sure we never do it because males should never be jealous. That's a female's trait. What you mad because you push dimes and he said, wait, fuck out of here last week it was announced that papa john's grabbed Shaq as their newest board member brand ambassador and investor in nine of the chain's restaurants in the atlanta area he'll also be the face of the restaurant in commercials and public appearances while good for Shaq's portfolio i'm gonna be honest i initially thought to myself like Shaq, you teaming up with papa john's the same motherfucker who was saying those racist things about the NFL players because it was disrupting his business. But then, you know, instead of just jumping the gun and thinking like that, I decided to do some research. So if you don't know, a little over a year ago, when Papa John's was the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, John Shanter, I believe, let's just call the nigga Papa John's. He's the founder of Papa John's. So Papa John, bitch ass, he was on a conference call and, uh, because he was asked, I guess, on the conference call, how he would distance himself from racist groups online after his comments he made. And the comments that he made were saying that the NFL protests were fucked up and shouldn't happen because they're hurting his pizza business. So on the conference call, he responded by saying he didn't know why his NFL comments were such a big deal. And basically this asshole used an example saying that Colonel Sanders called black people niggers and no one said anything. Then he also says that he's from Indiana where they used to drag people under trucks until they died. Black people, that is. Apparently, the truck example was supposed to be him using it to show that he understands how bad racism is. But hearing some shit like that, especially after you use the word nigga and compared it to how Colonel Sanders used to say it on a conference call is a big fat fucking no. So John did admit, you know, when asked about it later, that, you know, the reports were true and he apologized it and he stepped down from whatever position he was in. Well, maybe he, I don't even know. He probably didn't even step down. I think more so he got pushed out by the company and the board because they weren't playing that shit. So salute to them. But, you know, after reading up and knowing the swift action 
by the company and knowing that they pushed his ass out after making his comments, I'm okay with Shaq teaming up with Papa John's. I think having someone of color on any of these companies' boards is how it always should be. Putting someone who relates to the issues of dealing with racism and bigotry in America gives enlightenment to all the white rich board members who are totally clueless. I mean, it's just like Meek Mill said about the Michael Rubens and the Robin Crafts. You know, lots of these white billionaires don't know the struggles we go through as a culture and they're ignorant to a fault. They can't help it. It's just they need to be enlightened. So I'm OK with enlightening people who don't have a clue because they just don't a lot of times. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the way of the world. And this is why situations like, you know, when we don't have anybody on the board that's of color. This is why situations like H&M's coolest monkey in the jungle happens because there's no one on the board who can say, well, hold, hold up, nigga. I don't think this is a good idea to put this shit out there like that. But if companies continue to diversify themselves, then that creates views of the real America as the melting pot it is. So salute to Shaq for doing his thing. Also, I read up on Shaq and it said, you know, he's an investor in an app. It's called Steady. And basically, this app is used to help people find part time and flexible hour jobs. I'm actually checked it out and it's pretty cool. Um, you can set it up and tell them like, you know, I work full time. Um, I'm looking for opportunities to maybe work from home. Um, just I can look for you can look for gigs. It's some cool shit. I sent it to a friend as well to check out. And um, it's pretty interesting. So um, I read up on that and check doing big things. So I think that's something if you interested in, maybe you should check that out. So like I said, Shaq's doing big things. But Shaq, that's some big motherfucker, man. And I'll be real. I'm not sure who's bigger, Shaq or fucking Rob Gronkowski. It's the FMFU podcast, bitch. Speaking of Rob, Gronk is officially retiring from the NFL at the age of 29 years old. I will say to be able to play professional football and retire from the NFL before you're 30 with three Super Bowl rings and I think top two in receiving touchdowns in the postseason, why not? I mean, no point of getting concussed and dealing with all the brain damage when you get into your old years when you know you already have plenty of success, you still have plenty of youth to explore other avenues and entertainment, and you're still young enough to enjoy life. The funniest thing about Rob Gronkowski, and it has always been, is his perception like i'm all for i'm only 30 so i'm still consider myself young i'm all for being young being able to party have a good time if you're single do your thing with a bunch of chicks whatever i'm okay with that but it's funny because even with him having that perception the nfl and the media it seemed like they're never okay with nfl players being like that except when it comes to this guy in particular like this guy's perception is like the ultimate bro. Like chug the beer, bro. Stone Cold Stunner, bro. But like I feel that like when it comes to other players in the NFL, let's say like Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown, like if they're out partying and want to kick it and do shit, it's an issue. Like put Odell Beckham or AB in Gronk's situation where you know he kicks it, he parties with a bunch of bitches and shit. You know, the media typically characterizes those guys as oh Oh, no, they're not focused. Oh, they worried about the wrong things. But when Gronk does it, it's just, that's just Gronk. He's big galoof. Like, it's always a terrible perception when it comes to black receivers in the current NFL. Maybe even in the past. I didn't really look into too much back then. But I also think this happens when it comes to expressing emotion between athletes as well. 
Tom Brady would be on the sideline dogging the shit out of his teammates, barking in their face all white guy-like. But when a black player gets upset and might kick a helmet or punch something or whatever, something to express their emotion or their passion for the game, the media paints it as, oh, they're not focused, they're a distraction to the team, etc., etc. I think this is a big problem with the perception of our people in this conservative-ass league. The NFL controls this narrative of how white guy being mad equals passion, but black guy being mad equals distraction. It's not something that is new, but it's something that people seem to not take notice to. Or if we're taking notice to it, nobody's saying anything. But I do hope we take notice as well that as much as I'm for giving Kareem Hunt a second chance, especially now that he is with my hometown, Cleveland Browns, Hunt only got suspended for eight games for assault on that woman for the next season compared to my guy, Colin Kaepernick, who was blackballed for only taking a knee. Also, I heard on the report that it was stated that Kaepernick and Eric Reed only received like $10 million for the settlement, which... Don't get it twisted. Any money is good money, but it's definitely way less than what I hoped they received. I was hoping it was like 100 million or something like that's just what I was hoping. But, you know, very unfortunate. But, hey, it's the NFL. So what do you expect? Crackers. The news came out that Jamal Lyon, I mean, Jesse Smollett is clean and has all of his charges dropped. I'm going to be real. I think somebody got paid off in this fucking case. Now, I'm not to be negative Nelly or whatever, but I only say this because, you know, it's very rare to have the police, you know, they they say you're a victim from when you called them. They investigate. They get evidence you were lying and want to convict you. Now you're innocent. Your whole record is expunged. The case is sealed and the charges are dropped. Who does this guy think he is? Robert Kraft? I can see Kraft getting that type of shit because, I mean, he's worth $6.6 billion, but not Jesse Smollett. Someone online said that he did, you know, community service and, like, forfeited his bomb money or something like that. I don't know how true that is, but if that is true, I mean, that sounds like a fucking plea deal to me. But, I mean, I will say this. If you ask me, am I glad another black man isn't going to prison? Yes, I am. Too many of us in there. But for those gay Tupac comments, I feel like he already in a prison of his own. <laughs> but hard pivot to the right, because I'm not going to give that nigga much more of my time or energy. I hope y'all are keeping that same energy with this Cardi B shit, though. So if you've been under a rock, Cardi B went on one of her IG rants, or maybe it was an old rant. I'm not 100% sure. I'll be honest with you. And, you know, she be getting on there and talking about people hating and blah, 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 and whatever the fuck else. Shit, I'm not going to listen to, because I can't. I, I can listen to a rap, but I can't hear her talk for too long. It annoys me. So, you know, I mean, unless this was an old video, you know, you would think after winning the Grammy and leveling up, you know, these fucking hater speeches or whatever the fuck wouldn't be needed anymore on Instagram, right? But on top of the rant and everything that was being said, one thing that was mentioned was how she was saying that, you know, she used to lure men to hotels who thought that they were going to have sex and she would drug these men and she would rob them. Now, of course, with the Me Too movement about sexual assault and all the craziness going on, the, inter took, the Internet took this and ran with it, as they should, in my opinion. Let's be real. The Internet always picks and chooses what side they want to be on. And it was pretty obvious who would pick what. Men were crying out, keep that same energy like you did for Bill Cosby. 
super diehard Cardi followers were saying she only drugged them, not sexually assaulted them. I'm going to be real. I personally thought that saying that she only drugged them, not sexually assaulted them, I think that was highly inappropriate. Like, we can't compare sexual assault to just somebody being drugged and robbed, but I still feel like you're trying to downplay of somebody just being drugged. Like, it's just not that big of a fucking deal. Like, one shorty I saw is going to say, these men thought they were going to fucking didn't, so that doesn't make them victims. They just got finessed. Like, what? <laughs> like, come on now. Like, that's just very fucking irresponsible. We can't say shit like that. The same shorty was trying to say that people were only trying to make excuses for, you know, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly or whatever. And, yeah, okay, it's not the same. But, I mean, as far as the drugging part, it is the same. Like, didn't he, Bill offer the girls pills on some occasions? But then, I guess maybe there were other occasions where he did slip it in a drink that they didn't ask? Like, I'm not being a Bill Cosby apologist, but, I mean, I got to keep the facts the facts. Like, this shit just had me, I was on somebody's page, I can't remember. And it was just like a 50 comment thread, and I was just reading this shit, and I'm just like, wow, like, y'all chicks are really fucking tripping like they really making excuses for shorty like drugging someone just ain't wrong like that's that nigga's fault he got finessed <laughs> well she didn't sexually assault him like how do you even know if she did or not like how you know she ain't drugged the nigga the nigga got rock solid she hopped on got a nut took his money and dipped like there's no one who mentioned it before and if the nigga got drugged he probably didn't even remember it how you even know that there was a guy that didn't die from an overdose from being drugged? How do we know any of this? You can't just brush the shit off like it's just not that big of a deal. So regardless of how much of a quote-unquote wrong percentage meter we want to measure this by, drugging people for sex and drugging people for money, regardless of how it happens, wrong is still wrong. Point blank. Let's call a spade a spade. Raped or not as a guy? Like, if I was in that situation, you know how fucking scary that'd be? You know, you talking to a shorty, you know, and this isn't no assault stuff. Like, you getting consent, you know, she, because the way she talked was like, she was like, oh, yeah, you want to fuck me? Yeah, come on. Come on. Now, single man out here, she talking that. Of course, you're going to go with her, right? And you going, you know, you got the consent. You thinking you about to go have a good time and you sipping a drink. You end up blacking the fuck out. You wake up not knowing what the fuck happened and then everything you had is gone. <laughs> like, that's some scary shit. Like, you know, some real talk. So we're not going to be apologists for the other guys and try to make it sound like, well, well, if what she did, okay, then what they did is okay or vice versa. No, but we got to call a spade a spade and say it's still fucked up. And I don't want to hear no excuses that, oh, I had to do what I had to do to survive. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, we all ain't rich out here. Like, so should we all should be drugging and robbing motherfuckers? Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, we need to stop making excuses for these celebrities because we're so infatuated with them. It's not very becoming. Thank you for listening to the FMFU podcast, the podcast that's from me and for us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, and comment, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Also, make sure you get at me on my social media pages. I have a Facebook page, which you can search for, search for from me, for us, or you can leave it in a status at FMFU underscore podcast. Also, get at me on Twitter and Instagram at the same at names. That's at FMFU underscore podcast. Remember, people, always keep it a buck.
Always keep it a thousand. And perception is everything. Hope you have a nice day. Still fuck y'all.